following program contains explicit language and subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Hello? It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? What a way to open a podcast. Oh, the very powerful David Coverdale of Whitesnake. Never, ever be called Dave. Hates it. Hates being called Dave. Will only answer to David. Hey, welcome back. This is the Zero Fucks Podcast Isolation Companion. As we're all locked away and looking for things to do, I've decided... That we're going to have a time walk back to the 80s. So hopefully, well, let's have a listen. You can put it in a couple of contexts. It's going to be about 80s music. It's going to be about the 80s in general. And ideally, if you're kicking back on a Saturday night, Friday night, we've missed Friday night here in Australia, but it's not to say nothing's impossible. Saturday night, Saturday cleaning, Sunday cleaning, kicking back, whatever it is. If you want to come on the journey about the 80s and listen to mighty fine tunes like this. This is 1982. I don't even think I was producing semen at that stage. Anyway, TMI. Welcome back. Let's um, get into it and uh, let's have a chat about the 80s. And uh, I'll tell you how the 80s began... Now, I'll tell you bits and pieces about the 80s. Now, let's go that way. What I remember and the tunes that shaped me. All right, let's get going. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows 
knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor, the rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. I can never get sick of that. Fucking Chinese. It's just a go-to. All right. The 80s Companion. This is designed to be a podcast that probably breaks us through. through <laughs> try again. Breaks a few rules, um, allegedly. But you know what? This is just about sharing some great tunes from the 80s. 80s was an awesome time. Big hair, big teeth, big tits. Maybe I just explained an ex-girlfriend of mine. Maybe. But there was. Actually, I actually went to school with some girls that had some really cool hairstyles, like in the 80s. And I wish that I could show you via this medium uh, how cool they were. Oh, I thought they were cool anyway. Short, shaved, everything that's coming back into fashion was the girls I went to school with were right on top of it. Not bad for the western suburbs of Sydney, let me tell you. So um, 80s was a great time. Opulence, television shows were all about happiness and family sitcoms and rich people like the Dynasties and Dallas and, you know, in Australia they were, they were hit shows. And then Australia hmm, had a crack at a couple of them. But for me most of all, the 80s is a trip when you talk about different tunes that you can go back to. Uh, sexy tunes, maybe um, some not so sexy, like not depressing. It wasn't – 80s wasn't depressing about music. 90s got into depression and darkness and all that sort of shit. But the 80s was, you know, the girls just want to have fun and all that sort of jibe. So – I'm going to um, try to give her a few tunes now that, um, yeah, really hit it out. I'm trying not to cross over from what I've done previously, but I didn't, of course, didn't write them down and I haven't got them on hand, so I couldn't tell you. But one story I will tell you was I became a big fan of the new romantic era that came in in the 80s. And there was an Australian band that I was writing to called Pseudo Echo. And they were huge. And if you listen to the last podcast, the song that closed out the show was their recent hit, which, you know, they've, they've taken on so many changes. But in the era of the 80s, they were, in my eyes, the Dark Scouts. From that, I went to school with a, a couple of attractive young ladies and um, they were big fans of... The Duran Durans, um, Spandau Ballet, anything that sort of came through that era in um, 80s neuromantic phase as they call it. So, of course, in order to become better friends with them, I became uh, uh, fans of the music. It wasn't I didn't like them. I, I, was, I really did dig it. But it wasn't sort of pointed out to me until they had a they had a fixation on it, and it was you know. Oh, let's just say I won't 
I won't say her name. Let's just call her Raquel for purposes that she will know anyway. She was a big fan. Well, she was never my girlfriend. She was just oh, – we were good friends and I was into her big time. Um, and she became a big, big um, Duran Duran fan and she would say that she wanted to marry John Taylor. Now, if anyone knows who I went to school with and this girl, they would know who this is straight away, which is quite funny. But um, I actually really dig and there's a couple of tunes, not just the normal – uh, 80s sort of type cliche hits that Duran Duran have. They have some really cool offbeat songs as well. But for me, the one that really mattered at the time was this. And uh, this was huge. And if you ever can find the film clip and check it out, this really puts heed to what um, the 80s was all about. So have a listen. You've gone too far this time But I'm dancing on the valentine I tell you somebody's fooling around with my chances on the danger line I'll cross that bridge when I find it Another day to make my
Okay, so that is. I shouldn't actually check the year out. Fuck, I'm not. I'm not. I've got to get better at this. Anyway, it. I think about. I want to say eighty four. I'm not entirely sure. Um. But anyway, that was that was an era. Fuck, it was. It was eighty four. Man, I just freak myself out when I say shit like that. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I, I, I'm just tracking down. And I'm not going to do it in any sort of order, but 84, that was massive song for Duran Duran worldwide. And I think that sort of took them to a new level around the world, which, um, yeah, good for them. Um, and I really want to diversify, so I'll, I'll sort of mix it up a little bit because there was so many um, different styles of music and pop, and, and pop was... Huge. I don't know why that's popping. That was way too loud. Anyway, um, yeah, there was there was so many different styles and genres. Uh, pop music, I think, primarily was uh, the, the big the big go for the eighties. Anyway, I'm. Uh, it seems like I'm stolen, but I'm not. I've just got so many different things to to put out there. Um, and this guy is no longer with us. And this was iconic at the time. Okay, so I've got it sorted now. I was a bit fucked up. But let's um, appreciate talent. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever. And that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you. There's something else. The afterworld. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun. Day or night. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one. Doctor, everything will be alright.
you don't like that, there is something the fucking wrong with you. I mean, particularly people from the 80s. I can tell you, I wasn't purely a big Prince fan at the time. I appreciated it. went, yeah, this guy's pretty cool. There's actually a song prior to that called Controversy that I really dug. But just listening back to that now, it just brings back a time of just awesomeness. Anyway, he rocked the 80s. He was the man. And um, not only, obviously, he made himself be and, and then become prince in the in the uh, revolution and all sorts of things. He had so many hits in the 80s. And I'll, I'll rock out a couple later because it's just awesome. But that really captures and um, hopefully it's bringing back some good memories for you and uh, just puts you in that zone. So this is another one. I, I don't know that it was a it was a huge hit in 86. I mean massive hit. Uh, I think it came out prior to that. I don't know. It depends on whose stats that you read. But this is huge. I would not say that I've listened to this in, fuck, 15 years, unless it's been tied to a television show. But it is something iconic for the time. And, uh, yeah, give it a listen. still makes me laugh, still today. Don't know why.
point originally called the bangs and the record company that wanted to sign them said we think we should change the name i don't think it had the same meaning as most people think about banging i think it may had something to do with the haircuts allegedly let's let's just go with that but um they um yeah they had to change their name to the bangles and it worked so the bangs hey and although you know my theory when in doubt bang it out and, um, yeah, that's, uh, I think, was that 86? I think it was 86. Yeah, okay. So let's go back to the start of the 80s. To me, this is an iconic song. Um, it kicked off 1980, actually. But um, I just recently found out they were a Canadian band, which I did, because, you know, when people think about music, they think about, in Canadian music, they think about Brian Adams and Nickelback, and they put shit on Nickelback. So fuck all the haters. I love Nickelback. So I don't get the whole. But this guys, these guys, who I've never heard another song from since, um, kicked off 1980. I also want to say I feel like, and it may have, there may have been some in the 70s. I don't know the 70s. I, I, I really I haven't got a clue. But it was the era of one-hit wonders where they would just break out these great tunes and... People fell in love with them. So this is a Canadian one-hit wonder. I've never, never you know Canadian. I've never heard of them since. And uh, I think everyone's heard this because it's iconic. I'm probably going to say that way too many times. But it's true. And if you don't love this, you need to have a real fucking good look at yourself.
Martha and the Muffins. What a fucking great name for a band. How cool were they? Don't tell me that wasn't a good song, because it was. And it's iconic. Anyone know any other songs of theirs since? I have not a clue. Haven't got... Um, wouldn't know, but I do like the whole Canadian thing. The reason I say Canadian thing is I think um, Canadians and Australians seem to work really well. I don't know why that is. But also on top of that is um, the they get it mistaken for Americans and I feel that that's like a Kiwi thing. Kiwis get mistaken for Australians. So how can you get mistaken? It's quite... Ironic when you hear Canadians say out and about. And if you haven't seen Letter Kenny, then you don't know what you're missing, so fucking get your act together. All right, I'm going to bring it back, bring a bit of testosterone into this. This is an Australian song from a band. I didn't realise it was 86 because I, I, I liked it later than that. So I've seen this Australian band at least 15 or 16 times in, in their era. Uh, that's really just show my age, but um, yeah, good, iconic. There's something about this song, I don't know what it is. I'd listen to this probably at least, what's well, in my playlist, so I probably listen to it at least once a week. But um, I go out for a walk and this pumps me up. I don't know why. Anyway, there's going to be a lot of people that, that go, who the fuck are hunters and collectors? Well, now you're going to get a lesson. And um, hard and fast, this is who they are. I love this track. <laughs>
Collectors. I love that fucking track. That is, anyone ever want to know? That's my jam. That's bringing that hard. And who, who, who remembers when they combine rock and roll and good hard, like raw guitars with a brass section? Like, seriously. Fuck yeah. That was the 80s, man. 80s rocks. Okay. Let's go back to another trip. Now, people that know me know me. If you don't, you don't. I'm a big, on top of loving my hard rock and, and um, mad guitars, I also love crazy bass lines and they just go nuts. But I'm a big fan of musicals and live theatre and movies with musicals right, and songs from it. Now, in the 80s, it was massive that you launched a movie you launched a track that kicked it off. And this track is, I can't remember the last time I've ever listened to this, to be quite honest. This was not the leading track from the movie, but people will know it because there's a crazy scene and it's been taken off in other movies since. So anyway, I, I, I can't tell you anything more about it other than it's not the main song, but it's just awesome. And uh, yeah, it'll, I think that, says the 80s right from the start 83 
Michael Sambello. Ever heard of him since? No. I don't have a fucking idea. Who was he? But he was the singer of Maniac. Now, interesting fact that um, when he originally wrote it, apparently he was going to be in a slasher film. Um, and the lyrics were like, he's a maniac, maniac, that's for sure. He will kill your cat and nail it to the door. And they uh, convinced him to change it. Thank fuck they did. Now, it was in Flashdance. Anyone hasn't seen Flashdance, you're kidding yourself because you have and you're just not admitting it. And I'm going to tell you there was a lot of teenage boys in the time that would have exploited their mother's box of Kleenex to the very sexy Jennifer Beals dancing to that. I think that was – well, that's the first time I ever saw her. And um, just in that song, if you can find the film clip, check it out. It's on YouTube. It'll be everywhere. Her dancing, leg warmers. Bring back leg warmers, ladies. High cut, high cut leotards. All the go. They're back again, except now they're permanently up your ass. And leg warmers. And she gets a workout throughout that song because you know why? Because she's a fucking maniac. Yeah, good track. I love that. Fuck, that brings back some good memories. Um, of course, the main song was Irene Cara, Flashdance. Well, what a feeling. And, yeah, it was huge. But I just wanted to uh, mix it up a little bit. And, uh, yeah. Now, these next guys, two of them, and one only song. They've got so many hits, it's not funny. And they actually came through the 70s. I didn't know that. Late 60s into the 70s. So I think they're a lot older. And recently one of the guys has been doing um, like a uncut version from music and songs from his place, from his house because he's got a studio. But um, it's really hard to find one song that captures these guys. Um, but I think from the time that I liked them, this one sticks out for me. There's a few others and... Their music is used forever in different types of movies. But, um, yeah, I'm just trying to keep it uh, – I just really want to keep it upbeat and, and happening. And um, I think this will work. Let's see. Anyway, if we don't, we can just find something else.
John Oates. <laughs> I was just about to say they didn't. They hated being called Hall and Oates. Like they actually didn't like that name. They preferred to be known as Daryl Hall and John Oates. And then uh, I've just gone and fucked it up because I couldn't remember their name. But iconic eighties. And there's so many more tracks. Man Eater, and it, there's so many more. Um, but uh, that was just a typical eighties track that, that really did it. Um. So what else in the eighties? Okay, I'm gonna, this one's going to go back to eighty one. Don't remember. Haven't got a clue. Yeah, don't remember much about that time actually. But um, this song has lived forever, and I literally mean that. Um, everyone in all generations would know it, and it just reaches everyone. It's been probably been in that many different movies, and I couldn't tell you. They should actually have information on where it was. Um, I'll just give you an idea. They um, um, I'm just listening to someone back up and you probably can't hear it through the mic but I'm just listening to a, some, someone's truck backing up. Um, so the song itself was released in 82 in between a couple of different other songs. Now how iconic it was um, in the charts, number one in Canada, number one in the US, number three in the UK, number five in Australia. I find that really hard to believe because I believe it. It was. It would have been bigger, but it's like to give it. It's six times platinum in Australia. It's gold in Canada, Denmark, platinum in Italy, gold in New Zealand, silver in UK. Five times platinum in in America. Just to give you an idea, five times platinum in America, five million, like sales. Six times platinum in Australia, four hundred and twenty thousand. That's the sort of minority that Australia's in compared to the rest of the world. Um, they've had a range of different musicians. The reason I'm going to play this, a my other co-host Neil. Loves this song. Now, he's from a different generation than me, right? He's much younger, but he fucking loves this song. And uh, and he he wants to know the answers to the lyrics, which always makes me laugh. So this is for Neil. I also want to hang it out there. Some woman on uh, Twitter, I don't know, and I'm not going to put shit on her, she's had listed worst songs ever. I'll start and put this. And still to this day, I don't get. It was only a couple of days ago, and I just... How could you ever say this is a bad song? This is fucking 80s, man. Everyone loves this. So even from that start, I'm pretty sure you know what it is. But the band's called Toto. 
hear the drums echoing tonight And she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation She's coming in 12.30 flight The moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide me towards salvation I stopped an old man along the way Hoping to find some old forgotten words or ancient melodies. He turned to me as if to say, Hurry, boy, it's waiting there for you.
how could anyone say that that's one of the worst songs they've ever heard? I still don't understand that how that came up on Twitter. I still I love that track. I I don't know why they bless the rains down in Africa. Maybe because they don't get enough rainfall. Who knows? Crazy. Um, my sister lived there for a considerable um, part. Well, considerable time, and her husband's uh, African. So I must ask them because surely. They must know about blessing the rains down in Africa. Anyway, um, yeah, I love the track. It's iconic for the 80s. I think it still holds up today. But maybe, just maybe, I'm showing my age, who knows. Um, I'm going to bring this back to two things. Firstly, I just sniffled. That's fucking terrible. Um, A crush of mine... From the eighties, um, this looks like it's a sing. It's a mixture. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, sometimes when you're trying to track down different music tracks, they want to put uh, different ones in or give you a live one. I don't want a live one. Anyway, this is going to be a mix. Uh, this is a crush. She was born in the UK. She made herself famous in Australia. She is the very darling of Australian music from the 70s and 80s and she's someone you just love. She's gone through a tough time. She was a crush of mine. I have, in fact, I'm going to even say I masturbated to her. I did. I probably still do. Who cares? But, yeah, I think this is this is one of her biggest 80 tracks and not the one you're going to think it is because um, everyone seems to go with physical. <laughs> Take my hand, you should know me, I've always been in your mind, you know I will be kind, I'll be guiding you, building your dream, has to start now, there's no other
Yeah, not what I was aiming for. Um, I think that the reason I stuck with it was because the proceeds from that track, so Olivia Newton-John and Wacky, um, go to the Olivia Newton-John Foundation, and which is a great cause, so I stuck with it. The original is, I think, much better. But anyway, um, I'm going to give you... So when I opened up, when I started the podcast, I was talking about a band who were the New Romantics. They're an Australian band. Their biggest hit that took them, well, actually penetrated other markets was called Funky Town. And, yeah, look, you know, you can keep going and going and playing the same old. But I found that they had so many others, tracks that um, were good tracks and probably didn't get um, enough airplay maybe. I don't know. Now I'm going through and I'm recalibrating what I think I should play. So um, I'm going to go with this because I dig it. Hopefully you will. This is Pseudo Echo and other people are going to go, who? Uh, anyway, listen and deal with it. I can't do anything more than that.
Sido Echo. See, I love that fucking song. I really do. Um, hopefully, people will check him out. Living in a dream. Everyone feels like they're living in a dream at the moment, surely. Like that's, um, yeah, that's how we're going. Now, the next song, I'm going to rack this up. This is going to be a bit different because I'm changing platforms what I'm using here. Um, and this is from a crush of mine who I was chatting to a friend on Twitter the other day about Belinda Carlisle. And, uh, yeah, I think she's she's awesome, right? And she was one of my 80s crushes, one of my. I sound like I had as a weird man. But let's just go to this. This is um, a group playing her song in isolation. And they're four musicians and they're recording from inside their house. So... Uh, Look, while this was an 80s song, then obviously done a new version of it, but it was the fact that they did it in isolation and they are a um, a wedding band. Do we call them wedding bands? Yeah, they're called uh, Happy Hour. UK, four guys. Um, the song is Heaven is a Place on Earth, which is Belinda Carlisle and she nails it, right? And it's just awesome. But this is a really good version of it and... Um, what we don't need is the ads, clearly. Ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, baby, and here do it is. You know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. You say in heaven, love comes first. We'll make heaven a place on earth. Ooh, heaven is a place on earth.
How good is that? So those guys are in isolation. They they are they've recorded it in their own studios in their own places and put it together and filmed it. Amazing. I'm going to put the link in the show notes because I just love that track. I just and I think they kill it, and they do justice to Belinda Carlisle. So, um, which is, you know, I mean she stands on her own two feet. Let me tell you, but I just think they actually work really well with her song. Um, but in saying that. Because Belinda Carlisle was an iconic woman in the 80s. And if anyone doesn't know, and if you're too young, she was a lead singer of the Go-Go's, their hit song, Alex the Seal. That's a joke that everyone in the 80s will get. Alex the Seal. But this, for me, was one of her greatest. So I had to play it. And uh, from my Twitter friend too, because she'll know who it is. But, yeah, I just can't. This is 80s. You just know it is. You can hear it. It's screaming 80s.
She still does it for me today. And I think she's a vegetarian slash vegan, whatever she is. She's just, just lovely. I just want to give her a cuddle. <laughs> if anyone knows, that's my code. I just want to give him a cuddle. I used to say that to my ex-girlfriend about Pamela Anderson. I just want to give her a cuddle. And she used to call me out on it all the time. But true story. I just want to give her a cuddle. Um, yeah, so that was Belinda Carlisle. I was just having so many flashbacks to that time then. She's just, she's a darling. Anyway, um, this is a track and and from the 80s, probably towards the end of the 80s, probably 87, 88, probably in that. And um, my, oh, I might be earlier actually. I think it may have been re-released under, I don't know if it was the original or I'm going to have to find which one I, I put down. But this reminds me of a time when I was too young to get into anything um, where alcohol was served and I couldn't pass off, I was too young. But we were allowed to go to pool halls and my mates discovered playing pool in a pool hall, which it didn't really last long. It was a fad for us more than anything. Other people were there were, and it was all different mixes of society, but it was... Um, the coolest thing was they had a jukebox in this pool hall and um, we were definitely the youngest. We were probably intimidated like nobody's business but there was something about this track when it came on we just didn't give a fuck and it was literally <laughs> dancing around the pool table and um, playing shots and, and thinking, yeah, man, life is cool. This is when you don't have responsibilities in life. This is the sort of shit that you could do and... Yeah, it just takes me straight back there. And it's yeah, I think it's I think it's a good track. I'm hoping that it resonates with someone. And I don't know if this is the original. actually think we can do better than that okay so we definitely can this is the revitalized version from when he first released it this is the one played in pool halls all around western sydney
Billy Idol live. Can you believe it was live? Anyone doesn't know, Billy Idol came to Australia to do a performance for a grand final. And it was fucking horrible. That was uh, 87 he really released that. Obviously, it's not his song. Um, but, yeah, it was iconic. Iconic. Um, people are probably looking at this podcast when they originally saw it and went, fucking hour and a half, is it really going to go that long? Yeah, it does because there is so many. I could keep going on and on and on. But um, I've got other things. I've got to be doing another podcast. I've got to get out there. Um but I really wanted to just get across that, you know, today is actually Anzac Day in Australia, um, which is particularly important for Australian and New Zealand countries and, and uh, our past and how it started during World War One. Anzac actually stands for Australian and New Zealand Army Corps and it was uh, on this day where we lost a lot of men and have never been forgotten. This is the first year in my life's history that we've had isolation where we can't actually go out and celebrate or appreciate it. So I really want to get this across to people that if you don't know what Anzac Day means or you haven't heard of it, check it out. Just Google it and you'll get an understanding why we are able to live in a country, I'm talking for Australia and New Zealand, that we do today is because of men that went to war that in another land they didn't need to be but they did and in those days people lined up people used to um fret and tell lies about getting in so they could go over and and say you know fight the boss or whoever it was at the time particularly Anzac Day has a lot to do with um hitting the beaches in Turkey so I'm I'm not going to become politicized what I will say is that it is a very iconic day um, for Australia and, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a really, really important time. All right, so we're going to round this out with, uh, I think, a good track. And unfortunately, one of the singers of this band passed away recently. Um, so I am paying homage to her because... Um, she was an awesome singer, awesome singer, and yeah, and it's actually it's a Swedish pop duo. Now, when we think of Swedish music, we think of ABBA. It stand out as iconic. I haven't played an ABBA song. Can't fucking believe it. But these guys and this song was awesome. So, um, I'm want to pay homage to Marie Fredriksson or Fredriksson. I'm probably not pronouncing it right, but I um I love this song, I love this band, and um they are eighties. This is what eighties is about, and it's just a great track, so enjoy. It's um
so that's Roxette. Anyone doesn't know Roxette, you need to check them out because um, they are so iconic. Not just ABBA in Sweden, but also these guys. And um, Marie Fredrickson had a horrible ending towards her life, which basically she was out jogging with her husband and she, when on returning, she felt unwell, but on returning she became nauseated and fell down and not only did she fracture her skull, but she had then had an epileptic seizure. They took her to the hospital. They found out she had a brain tumour in the back of her head and she went you know, under 12 months of, um, of uh, chemo and radiation to beat it and she sort of got on top of it for a while. But she fought it for some period of time. She passed away at 61. But she, you know, you can hear from her voice, she's just iconic. They, those guys were actually awarded the um, the Cultural and Education Award in Sweden. It's got a different name, I can't pronounce it. From, by the King of Sweden. Um, as to, you know, their success with music and what they added. So, yeah, I don't want to put a dampener on it because it is, it is a, um, a good tale and they are a fucking good track. Now, speaking of Swedes, I'm going to be talking to Alexandra um, from Soul Intimacy coming into May because she informs me that it's Masturbation May. Now, I don't know what that means. We're going to talk about it. We're going to find out. So we're going to have a chat to her. And I'll release that. It'll be out on the 1st of May. I've also got a couple of other things coming up. I'm going to pump it out there on social media shortly. I hope that everyone's got a laugh out of it or has enjoyed it or it's been fun. And, um, yeah, look, it does go for an hour and a half. But hopefully you can put this on, just sit back and relax and and uh, and just remember, if you haven't heard these songs before, maybe it's the first time you think, fuck, that was the 80s music. There is so much I just haven't even scratched bands that you haven't even heard of. And um, I think that I'll finish this off with a um, a band that won an award when it actually wasn't even them. And, uh, yeah, it's just uh, – it's it's, I think it's a great song, but anyway – so, yeah, till next time, chat to you soon. Thanks for listening. When it works. Okay. Okay, Eddie. This one's for you.
Eddie okay? I don't know. Thanks for listening to a Guerrilla Radio podcast. I hope you've enjoyed what you've listened to. Remember, you can find all Guerrilla Radio podcasts on all good podcast catches and maybe some bad ones. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Guerrilla Radio Australia and Twitter on Guerrilla underscore KMAC. Don't forget the website, guerrillaradio.com.au, for all other information. And thank you for taking the time to listen. Goodbye. Bye now. Goodbye. Oh, my God.